Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. Paul, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. You've yeah. got some news. Yeah. We, uh, we finally found a house. We got a purchase agreement signed on it. And... Uh, June 1st move-in date. Yeah, that's so, exciting. Yeah, perfect. Right at the beginning Finally going to be out under the same roof, and it's a nice brand new house. Dave sent me the link to it. It's a beautiful home. And, yeah. uh, and of course, we don't have Dave to thank, right? Like his wife <laughs> obviously has the taste, and he never would have you know, bought a house like this before. So that is 100% truth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, be moving in right at the beginning of summer for the kids and um i work from home so that'll be that'll be pretty awesome with seven kids at home we'll see how they have um do they have like ebt platinum internet over there or (laughs) it'll be a lot it'll be a lot better than what i've got over here i couldn't even (laughs) i was trying to pull up that zillow to show paul and i couldn't because i had zoom going so yeah it's this neighborhood is awful for internet so yeah That'll be that'll be an upgrade, but yeah, I got to figure out the summer situation, man. With all the kids at home, you know, maybe just kick Camps. them outside, lock the door, throw some sandwiches and some water out there, and uh, <laughs> say, yeah. "See you at five. Yeah, yeah. We'll have Build two sixteen-year-olds, like seven different potato guns, and say, "Go out in the woods and yeah, just come back have with, at it with all of your eyeballs. Yeah, get some eye pro, and and I'll be happy." Yeah, there's a neighborhood pool, so I'm sure they'll be spending a lot of time there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's so, good. I know it's, you know, part of our episode today is going to be, or the it's going to be about family banking, but it's, you know, you and I have both, you know, gone through a mortgage process this year. We're both still in it, and that's kind of what inspired me to text you that today. I was like, what a pain in the butt. It is, and it yeah. was, you know, it wasn't like this in 2006. Then you had 2012 Dodd-Frank, I think. Don't quote me in the year, but that's pretty close. And that really complicated the regulatory environment for for lending and just yeah. makes it so difficult to get a mortgage, especially you know, if you're a guy that has money all over the place. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, what else complicates it is 1099 income. Yes. So, I mean, when I was the first mortgage I ever, I ever had was, um, I was just straight W two. That's the only income I had. Pretty simple. simple. Pretty easy to provide your tax returns and your latest pay stubs. Um, now with multiple different businesses and revenue and all these different businesses and uh, a little bit of W two from the guard and and all that, then they're wanting you know two years of business, two years of K ones, two years W two pay stubs from W two, like ah. Yeah, so I had to reach out to you the other day for a K one. <laughs> oh, that's why you. Oh no, the it? actual returns. It was the actual yeah. return they wanted. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, right. The K one wasn't good enough. Of course, they had to see all of it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then it's like, oh, hey, we also need another car because we got a sixteen year old, and it would take 
such a load off to have a family car that that he could tow the kids around in. Yep. But can't buy a car right now until we close because that'll screw everything up. Oh yeah, don't move money. Yeah, don't. You know, even if it's Basically, between your accounts, it's like, why did you move this money? I need an explanation. Yeah, where'd you know, that money come from? Was it a gift? Did somebody give it to you? Was it a loan? You got to pay back. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> painful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'd be nice to get that done because honestly, I think this is the last time I'll ever get a mortgage. Um, I I think by time I need another one, I move out of this house which I don't foresee that happening for 10 years plus, then you know, I'm going to be set up. Uh, our, our banking system will be set up that we'll never need to do that again. That's my plan. Because yeah, it doesn't well, matter how good of a, a mortgage lender you have. Mine is great. Yeah. Uh, the guy is super knowledgeable. I'm happy to recommend him. He can work all over the country. Um, in fact, he's somebody I've known since childhood. So I know what kind of person he is also. Um, he's great. But that doesn't simplify the process because you know, nope because there's some mortgage underwriter asking him for hey i need that k1 or I, I need this or i need that yeah and they don't really understand business income so well so i mean i had to hustle and get my taxes done this year right so and thankfully i did right in time and made the offer there's another offer i think they even offered more than us but they uh they like some other things about ours better so well, that's it, good. It worked out. Yeah. Glad I, I went that route and ended up doing that early this year. Hey, zoom in close to the camera real quick. Why? I don't know. Did you hit your nose? Yeah. So I, I have no idea what happened. I've got this red, <laughs> like my nose started bleeding right in the middle. We were at a, a baseball, you know, be, beginning of the season get together. And uh, when I went there, my nose looked fine. When we left and I came home and looked in the mirror, it was bleeding. And I don't remember anything happening. So yeah. it's very confusing. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and it's not healing. It's just like a bright red mark. So, <laughs> so I didn't mean to point it out. I was just like, what is that? Yeah. Um, you got me. Oh, maybe it just comes with age. Things happen when you get old. <laughs> well, it gives me something to stare at. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Enough baloney. Uh, the mortgage process, we'll, we'll probably dovetail around to that again. But um, so family banking, Dave, we, we've been asked to do an episode on this a while ago from a listener, and we're finally getting around to at least unpacking it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we hit on this a little bit, uh, a little over a year ago at the IBC Think Tank in 2022, when we had somebody who presented um, our you know, Canadian colleague um, over up north, Jason Lowe, talked about his family bank, and it's very impressive. Yeah, uh, he was able to build a house with cash, with the insurance company's cash. That's right. And every guess what? Every payment he makes back to it is principal. Like, how cool is that? Yep. Also, also correct. It's it's also impressive as. And he obviously has a pretty tight knit family, which is which is helpful. But he's got, you know, sibling like his siblings involved, mm -hmm. and and in some cases the generation before him, like his. I know he talked about his dad and and some other folks. So they've got multiple, and of course the children. 
he doesn't have any grandkids yet because his kids are little, but eventually, you know, obviously they'll be tied in as well. But you get three generations of people mm -hmm. across, you know, an extended family really participating, not just the people that live in his household. Yeah. And that's, man, I got to give him a lot of credit for being able to pull family in because sometimes that's, that's the hardest nut to crack. Um, I finally got like my <sighs> siblings coming around and they're all interested now, but I've been doing this for five years. You know, so it's well, well, some people are slow learners. Yeah, right. And they're not listening, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm yeah. happy to see him coming around and really grasping onto this and reading the book and being like, wow, wow, that's really eye opening. Um, I'm like, yeah, I think I told you about it five years ago, but um, you know, it doesn't matter five years ago or right now, you know, five years ago would have been better, but now is the next best time to get going and make that change for your entire family, not just you. Yeah. It, you know, it makes you think I'm, I'm starting to, you know, speak with my, with, uh, some of Tammy's family about this, about this stuff and starting to pull kind of onesies and twosies into the fold just to show them the, the power, you know, the power of it. And, uh, not only the family banking aspects of it, but the, later in life, the passive income streams that you can take off a policy or see a series of policies, which is phenomenal. Right. And, um, you know, reading Nelson when he tells us, or when he asks you, would you object to putting more money into a system if you knew you could get it all out on a tax-free basis? And of course, nobody's going to object, object to that. Right. Right. Um, but it's just, you, you've got to, you've got to dig in, you got to educate yourself first and foremost. That's yep. the toughest step. Quite honestly, the life insurance policy is easy. Assuming you're insurable and can get underwritten, but the, the mechanics is, is simple. This is the simplest thing you could ever do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, education. Again, that's the number one thing. So read the book. I actually had a client just reach out to me and was like, hey, I, I got the book and I just read it. And I was like, man, I really failed you. How did I not know that you didn't read the book? This Maybe is, he was know, like an early client or it, something. It was a couple years ago. Uh, not the earliest. He was a referral from a very early client. But yeah. um, I guess maybe I just assumed at that time that he had read it because he understood it pretty well. Sure. Um, but, you know, reading it, now he's got all sorts of new questions, which yes. is great. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But let's go back to family banking. Like why? Let's, let's paint a vision of, I, I think probably most listeners have gone to the bank for a loan of some kind, whether sure. it's student loans, uh, a car loan, or a home loan. You've probably gone to the bank and worked with them and had to underwrite, uh, get underwritten and give them every bit of information that you, more than you've ever given anybody for anything, right? Just yes. to get that loan. Because yes. for the mortgage, for the mortgage product specifically, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can get USAA to approve me for a car note like over the phone. Like yeah. on literally not talking to a human, like literally on the phone, right? On, on your app. On yeah. the app. No, that, that, that can happen pretty quick. Proved. They see your bank account. They know how much comes in and goes out every month. Yep. So yes. they know what you're capable of, of performing. AMX Platinum has purchasing power. It doesn't technically have a limit. So you can do, there's a button that says check your purchasing power. And I've extended that purchasing power upwards of like, I was just saying, let's see how high it can go. Oh, really? And it was like $75,000. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. even know that. It was really, I was like, look at that. Hmm. Yeah. 
I don't, I've got, I've got like three credit cards and I only use one. I use the other two occasionally for small charges just to keep them active, I guess, just to make sure there's a charge on there and, and then pay it off just to keep that credit um, alive. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but let's paint a vision. What if you never had to go talk to a, a mortgage lender, nothing against mortgage lenders, but never had to talk to anybody asking you for all this information again, you never had to wait and wait and wait, and then finally get an approval letter to give to your real estate agent that proves like, yes, I've got the capability to buy this house. Um, or, you know, you, you miss a good deal because you don't have it available. You miss a solid interest rate. Like if I would have had it in January, could have made an offer in January at like, you know, less than 4% interest rates. Um, what if you never had to do that? What if it was as easy as let's say you're think two, uh, two generations from now, your grandkid comes up to you. Paul, the second Paul, this don't. Can you skip a generation and do a second? Yeah, he'd just okay. be the second. He wouldn't be a junior. Okay. I, but I'm I don't, want them, gonna I don't be, want them to do that. I was it's probably going to be Anthony Jr. Anthony like the Jr. Sopranos. That's right. Yeah. Little Tony. Little Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my middle name is Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, you knew that. I do, I do know that. Yeah. Um, so let's say little Tony comes up to you, goes, Grandpa Polly, because you know, that's what they call that's you, what, not Paul Polly. That's right, Polly. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm going to go buy, my wife and I need a house. You know, here's how much money I make. What do you think I could borrow from the family bank? You do the underwriting, you say, here you go, here's the terms. And they make yep. it happen. Like, how easy is that? Oh, it's, it's you know, when I think to my own story and, and your story and how much, just how much time, you know, just interrupting your day, having to dig up some document even though you've already sent 75 documents over a hundred page, you know, hundred separate pages plus of, of crap to this person that you'll never meet just so that they can give you the loan in which you can afford by the way. <laughs> right. Um, so I, you know, that time, you know, minutes turned into hours, hours into days, right? There's, there's other things I, I could have been doing. I could have been spending time with my children or talking to a new client or something else other than digging up tax returns and digging this document up. I could have been doing something else. So I think I think the time aspect for me in is is huge because it's just it annoys the and you've I've talked to you about it before. I am so annoyed by the whole process. And I'm gonna have to go through it again next year for the construction loan. And it's just I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate every second of it. Tell us how you and, really feel. And the people asking you for the documents aren't the underwriters. They're just your loan officer, like your buddy there. I've had multiple apologize to me in the last three years. Paul, I know. I'm sorry. This is this <laughs> yeah. is awful. Yeah. You know, literally, <laughs> like I missed one thing uh, for one of the business returns, like one page, which apparently had info on it they needed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, page four or five, which is whatever, and um, so the, the the benefit to the to the following generations is going to be huge. Like I plan on financing my kids' college like that. Um, you know, them borrowing money from me uh, to cover the cover the spread if they decide to go. You know, get a degree in English or some other some liberal arts, 
some liberal arts like their dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just a huge, just a huge, they'll, they will be at such a huge advantage to 99.9% of their peers, bottom yep. line. And everything that they're doing is compared to what their peers are doing, right? Nelson Nash. Yeah. And what a great way for you. Like this is a retirement plan for you too. Think about that. What if you could live off of the interest of the loans that you're making to family members? Now, I know there's some, you know, some biblical principles about don't charge family interest and all of this, but if you're treating it like a family business, yep. Um, then you know, and if people want to play within the family business and, and use the family business, they need to be believers in it and they need to yep. understand it and why they're doing it that way. So quoting Proverbs, page 71 in Nelson Nash's book, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children's children. children. Yep. 1322. So part of the mechanics behind the family banking, Dave, right, is yes, I'm taking passive income off, off that loan, let's say for, for little Polly. But I'm also, maybe some of that money is going to PUA. Maybe it's going to a new policy on my life or his dad's life or his mother's life or or his mm-hmm. life, perhaps, right? right? So they will benefit. Yeah. They're benefiting from not having to spend hours and hours getting a loan from, you know, by the time he's there, it'll be like the first bank of China or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Right? Yep. And the dollar, which is, you know in free fall here um so yeah just a huge just a huge advantage and uh, just in, in time savings alone yeah yeah and, and time's valuable i'd much rather and nothing so nothing grinds my gears like wasting time like today i didn't know my son didn't have school right <laughs> his mom dropped him off at school i went and pick him up today i'm the only person in the parking lot like I wasted 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. Yeah. Right? It's my own fault. I should have known. But nothing <laughs> grinds my gears like wasting time. Where are these children at? All I think is, what could have I been doing during that time? Like, I could have been so much more productive with that 30 minutes. Yep. Luckily, I made it more productive because I, I called you and right. complained to you, and then we talked. Yeah. Uh, that's always productive, talking to Paul on the phone. Yeah. Talking to Big Polly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think kids need to, this will be really exciting as they get older is teaching them how that banking, that family banking system works. Like my son, he's done a great job. He's got over, you know, he's got a few thousand dollars saved up for a car that he wants to buy like the day he turns 16, I'm pretty sure. Which is um, coming up. Yeah. Two months. So two months, we'll have a, another 16-year-old in the house and, you know, super responsible with it. But I'm going to show him how, how we utilize these policies as a banking system. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I think Jason's example was similar, but it was like his nephew or something. Yeah. And I think he says everybody pays 10% interest. Yes. Like that's the rule. If you want to borrow from the family bank, you're going to pay 10% interest. You're going to pay it back at a 10% interest rate. So it gets paid back quicker because like Nelson says, if you would pay somebody else's bank 5%, why wouldn't you pay your own bank 10%? Yeah. I like my bank to be as profitable as possible. And again, folks, you know, part of this is, I guess, psychology, Dave, right? Like I'm used to receiving, you know, this or giving that payment 
he's used to receiving that, you know, Big Polly's receiving that payment and he's used to doing something productive with it. One, paying back the policy loan, maybe two, once that policy loan is satisfied, paying additional premium, or maybe he's doing some sort of combination of those things simultaneously. Yeah. The banker can do whatever he wants. Um, those kind of questions, that's probably going to generate a bunch of questions like, what would you do? What'd you do, Paul? I'm like, well, it depends what's going on, but yeah. Um, I like the idea of satisfying that loan maybe and then opening up another policy with yeah, it. But because once you've satisfied that loan, what have you what have you cr- developed over that maybe three or four year period? A great habit. A habit of saving like my son's gonna be on a repayment schedule and maybe that's up maybe it's two hundred bucks a month. He's now done, you know, a couple of years of paying two hundred bucks a month, satisfies that loan. What's he gonna do with that two hundred bucks a month now? He's learned how valuable that 200 is. So maybe we'll just create a new policy for him. Yep. At 200 exactly bucks right. a month. Yeah. Yep. No, I so, love it. Yeah. And that's a, and folks, that's a simple, that's a very simple example, but that's a very practical example of how it would work. Now, insert college tuition into that or insert future mortgage on a, on a second home or maybe a little Polly's, you know, my grandchild's home, you know. 30 years from, well, I, mean, I might be dead by then. I don't know. By the time he's buying a house. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. All that. Well, you, maybe, haven't, you haven't been you know, doing man, My grandmother's lately. 96 almost, so maybe I'll still be around. Uh, yeah. But the anyway, the point is, uh, you know, enjoy the passive income from the newest generation, and they enjoy the family banking system. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like to have that available right now. And Nelson talks about, Dave, like perpetual motion where, and I'll, I'll bring up a real world example. I've had, I've uh, got a client from last year who has been evangelizing this. This is what an ideal client does. He evangelizes to his family, his friends, everyone he can talk to because he knows he's smart. He believes it, mm-hmm. believes in it and talks to his father who's, you know, done very well for himself and said, hey, dad, will you... um I'm actually talking to the husband and wife tonight. Will you pay? Would you like to open up some policies on the kids and and pay for them? They don't have to be big to to do, uh, you know, what Chris is doing. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Great. So he's, you know, gifting them, you know, the premium and and, uh, 12 grandchildren. So uh, anyway, so just just fantastic of setting that that newest generation up for success with money from two generations above them. Yeah. And talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Right. That's right? that perpetual motion that'll be created because he doesn't, maybe not thinking about it, but he's affecting his great-grandchildren, his great-great-grandchildren that aren't even, you know, a blip on the radar yet. Yeah. And that's really, that's really powerful to think about. But you have to want to do that also. You have to want to, in order to do family, the whole purpose of family banking, one of them is generational wealth, keeping the money close, right? Keeping the money in the, in keeping the money in the family. In the family. <laughs> right? In your, in your, uh, you know, sanitation business of a waste that's, management business. That's right. And a couple of no-show jobs too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. It's the best show ever. Yeah. But, uh. But anyway, um, yeah, the perpetual motion of just generational wealth. And, you know, as the knowledge is passed on, we've talked about the knowledge being super important. 
uh, because without knowledge, you know, what what do I do with this thing, right? Yeah, um, they're good in and in of themselves, but you need to utilize the policy um, yep. strategically. So family banking does that. Absolutely. Um, now there might be a book we could recommend for this. I haven't read it. I think you have. Have you? I have several several times. So I re- I did the audio book. It's Family Banking uh, with Purpose by Chris Bay. Okay. And uh, it's a short. I've got it on Audible here. It's a short book. I think I listened to it on one point two speed. I'm gonna just check my phone real quick just to see, uh, make sure I got the title right. And um, yep, Family Banking with Purpose by Chris Bay. It's a great little book. I've had a couple of clients actually reach out to me and said I really enjoyed it. Um, so, but it's if you listen to one point two, it's about an hour. But okay. it just tells a little story about an all-American family that lots of people can relate to, and it just, man, it really, it really gets you thinking of wow. The and in this case, the grandfather was, you know, he was a farmer, but he was a he was smart. He happened to link up with the right guy. The guy's name was Nash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. Nash is the best in the business. And well, anyway, long story short, you know, grandfather's, you know, elderly and he, he eventually passes away, but he had rekindled this relationship with his grandson. Anyway, so it's a great little story, but it really, it really gets to the the power of, of the infinite banking concept dividend paying whole life insurance and that generational wealth and how it it changed their lives, not only financially, but the way that the grandson was able to then kind of see the landscape change mm-hmm. financially for himself. He quit his W-2 job, started a business because he was just miserable, you know, grinding yeah. through his his day-to-day job. And, um, but yeah, it's a great little, I've listened to it several times. It's just really enjoyable, good narrator. Uh, and it's a good little story. All right, good. I'll get a copy. I'll, I'll, I'll use my next audible credit for that. Um, yeah, good, man. I mean, there's so many ways we you could go with this family banking thing. So, and I think it, what you said about a grandfather who not really, doesn't really even understand infinite banking, but the kids recommended because a lot of times grandparents have disposable income, right? This generation has, there's a lot of wealth transfer that's going to happen from the baby boomer generation to to you know the next generation um and why not spend some of that while they're alive creating some more legacy so even introducing you don't have to sell them on the concept but just sell them on something they can do for their grandkids uh yeah and i guess it didn't take a ton of convincing um so i but just just fantastic and i think uh you know, if you're, you know, if you're listening, this is an option for you. It, it's something you might want to mention because, um, you know, again, you're going to not only do your children have so much time, especially like, you know, in this case, you know, Nelson talks about newborns, you know, every, every baby gets one, yeah. right? There's so much time. And just like if you started investing young, it takes very little money relative you know, to create a vast amount of wealth later down the road because they have so much time on their side. And I remember, I remember a financial advisor long ago showing me like every year I delay doing something, it costs me, you know, X amount of dollars 40 mm-hmm. years down the road. And and they're right, 
right? But um, very little premium can create a, a fair amount of wealth that is not going to be taxed. That's got really good guarantees, and um, you know, underwriting is minimized right at this young age, generally speaking. So it's just oh, it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, just, it just makes sense. It does. Just lock it in, get it in there. I mean, it could be. My my dad, I know we used to receive birthday and Christmas money from our grandparents. We never got to keep it. My dad just put it in a savings account for us. And when I was 16, I was able to buy a car. It's pretty awesome. So, Dang. I mean, back when you could buy a car for less than a thousand bucks, that actually ran. <laughs> yeah, so, I remember my, my sister bought a car. Well, I think I lent the money for that because I was, you know. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever saw it either, but... uh I've done that. Before. I think it was 900 bucks. It was a Dodge 600, probably a 19, that was probably an 88, 87 maybe. Yeah. A little four banger. Yep. But yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. <laughs> and I, something similar, uh, well, an old Mazda, but uh, I think I bought it for 800 bucks. And in the back seat, when I was cleaning it out, I found like $700 of cash. <laughs> and... I think we tried to contact uh, the seller, but back then you don't like, we didn't have their number anymore. Nope. You know, we bought the car and then we Cash lost their transaction. number. We lost the, you know, it was in the newspaper, the classified, I threw the classified ad away after I called the number and all that. So basically, and then I got rear-ended by a drunk driver, totaled it, got more money, used that to go buy a better car. <laughs> this is kind of like an indirect Dave Ramsey method, but with a little bit of luck. Yeah, with a lot of luck. Um, but that's actually, that's when I learned the power of insurance. Like, oh, wow, dude, insurance is actually pretty cool. Even car insurance. Like that's essentially how I bought my cars when I was a teenager is my cars kept getting damaged by other people and I would upgrade. Look at that. Yeah. Imagine that. Yep. So insurance. All right. Well, I think we hit the time limit, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was good. I'm going to get that book. Uh, thanks for that recommendation. I'll give it a listen. Could, would kids understand it? Yeah, like it's very, it's a, it's a very simple story. I mean, I, okay. I, you know, I think, uh, an attentive eight year old could understand this story, but probably not probably 10 and up, I would say on, on average. Talk to me like I'm an eight year old. Explain right. it like I'm five. That's, that's, that's the idea behind IBC, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, simplify it. So, gonna, all right, I'm I'll gonna get that. I'll, I'll make the kids listen to it in the car next time we're uh, on an, an hour and a half long trip or something out of Rochester. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Your kids could easily understand it. It's, it really is enjoyable and it's quick. It's an hour. So okay. Cool. 1.1, 1.2, maybe. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Well, hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Um, looking forward to uh, doing it again next week. So, all right. Well, until next time. Control your capital. Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at the IBCGuys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.